BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. There's something magical about unboxing. When you unbox BritBox, you uncover a world of British entertainment. Stream the UK's most brilliant series, including new and upcoming seasons of Shetland, Father Brown and Death in Paradise. Plus new originals like Payback, Irving Welsh's Crime and Archie, the story of Hollywood's greatest leading man, Cary Grant. Unbox BritBox and escape to the best of British TV. Stream with a free trial at BritBox.com. Good morning, Millennials. Welcome back to the Morning Toast and happy Friday, Friday. Gotta get down on Friday. Everybody's looking forward to the weekend, weekend. Which really reminds me, I actually had a question for you. Which seat cannot take? That one, that's your seat, that's your side. Thank you so much. <laughs> I know it's confusing. <laughs> Welcome back to the Morning Toast, everyone. Happy Friday. Hope everyone has has had an amazing week. Is having a great kickoff to their Friday. And you probably are if you're watching the Morning Toast. You definitely are if you're watching the Morning Toast. We're wrapping up week one of Florida week, but I think we're moving into week two. I know, and like week two is going to be crazy. Let me tell you why. Well, first of all, Claudia's not going home this weekend. No, no, no. I feel like I thought that you probably would. I thought you would be tired of us. I don't tired really, of this town. Like have a plan. But like the other night, like maybe last night, Ben like brought up the fact that he like, you know, like when are we going home? And I'm like, what are you doing? Like, shut up. He was talking about going home. Yeah, I'm like, what? It's not the time. It's not the time. It's really not the time. Your I, nibblings need you. I have literally nothing to do at home and I'm being so fucking productive here. You are. So, um, but it's also going to be like a crazy week next week. Let me tell you why. Mm-hmm. There is potential that we win the lottery tonight. So honestly, if so that. Who knows if we'll actually be here on Monday. If you won the lottery. We might have jetted out. If you won the lottery, would you still do the toast? I was just having this conversation with Shapiro because we were talking about like we'd all quit our jobs. And I was like, no, I actually like my job, but I might do it once a week. Okay, yeah, and like also, you like like the fame, you know? Yeah, right, so I would never step back from the spotlight. <laughs> no, like, you do this for the fame and the fortune. And the art. And even if the fortune came, like, you still want the fame, but then you could just be, like, a famous lottery winner. Right, which is, like, kind of tacky, but I'm okay with it. <laughs> you could pivot the podcast to, like, how I spend my earnings today. Right. Or you, we could launch a new podcast at TNN, like, how I'm spending my earnings. Yeah, like, I keep bringing it up, My Lottery Dream House, My Lottery Podcast. Yeah, that would be the inspiration because, and honestly, my co-host needs to be like the tattooed gay guy who hosts my lottery dream home. He's so funny. And Wait, he's like, so I'm out of a job. Oh, for you win the lottery and I'm out of a job. Oh, That's not going to work. Sorry. I was like so busy making everything about me. I forgot you also would be winning the lottery. Oh yeah, I would be. Right. Uh, actually, you didn't send me the $20 yet for the tickets. So, um, you do Venmo. I take quick pay Venmo, cash app, Zelle. Okay, I would quick pay you, but I don't like log into my bank on the show. No, totally. Like some hacker is going to like figure Zoom out. In. Yeah. <laughs> and then you'll have That's to give up your house and you just new, moved in. I know with our new premium video, like you guys could see. Also next week That's is going to be premium it is. so crazy because we just have like, you know, so many things being delivered. Like this set is just going to be constantly changing. It has been this week. Yeah, I don't want to overpromise. No, me so neither. I just think there might be a new fresh look on Monday. There might be. Or Tuesday. Or hump day. Which would be a really good day for change. Yeah. Um. So I actually had a list of things. Where's my phone? But also, I just want to say that not only is it Friday, it is Stry Day. Mm-hmm. And I feel like we're not appreciating the fact that, like, Florida toast means brass and strass on the ones and twos. Every single day. It used to just be like a special occasion. I think it only ever happened twice in mm-hmm. New York, whereas both boys on a stride day. And now it's every day is stride day. And that's, it also happens to be Friday, which just makes it so much better. Yeah. You know? That's why it's stride day. Right. But would you say it's stride day if both the boys were in on Tuesday? No. Did I say it on Tuesday? I don't remember. You're always like LARPing. I can't keep track. No, it's stride day is only when Bryce and Strice are in the studio. The Strice brothers are here on a Friday. Then it's stride day. Got it, got it, got it. Um, Pretty simple to me. <laughs> Extremely simple. I had just like a list of things I wanted to talk about. One was a lottery. Like just warning people, like if there's no show on Monday, it's because we won. 
too. Yesterday, we dropped a vlog on our Patreon that was literally getting such rave reviews. When I was editing it, I was like, is this too chaotic? But people were craving the chaotic energy. Maybe it's because Claire Crawley has taken a step back from public life that people are um, craving chaotic energy. And basically, Olivia, Jackie, me, and Roldini all went on an afternoon outing to Publix where we all had our very uh, first pub sub and we did a whole taste test. It was like a mukbang, a vlog, a food review, and a family-friendly TV show all in one. And the reviews on the pub sub are extremely mixed. So if you're one of those people who's like pub subs are your personality, you might be triggered and you might weaponize that against us, resulting in us having to gaslight you. And body shame. Um, so patreon.com slash morning toast. We still have one more episode dropping this month and it's going to be family friendly fun because all Steens are, well, I forgot. Cut that out. Um, because Olivia's here, Jackie's here, Shapiro's here, Wyrep's here, Ben's here, Theo's here, Bryce is here, Rold is here, Kay is here. I miss that snatcher though. And you know what? She misses us too. Have you spoken to her? No, actually. Because I said, I spoke to her and I was like, do you like miss us? Do you care? Are you having FOMO? Yeah. And she said, yes, I can't watch your stories. And that's Mm. when you know. It, it's cutting her. Why doesn't she come for the weekend or something? She's like so fucking busy. I know. I know that like if she was actually doing nothing this weekend, she would, would come. come. That's so snatchler. She's just in that phase of her life where like her summer weekends are like fully planned out, like trips to the Cape, clam bakes, you mm-hmm. know, etc. Mm-hmm. It's hard to get on her schedule. Maybe in the fall. It's so hard to get on Count's schedule. Yeah. And we didn't prepare. Um, also, while you're enjoying this, if you're looking for something to do afterwards, our episode of Breaking Bread that we recorded live on Wednesday is now available on Spotify for anyone to enjoy and consume. Oh, that's a funny one. That one's really funny. And then yesterday, when we were talking about Glee on the podcast, I actually FaceTimed you yesterday to tell you this, but then I'm like, you know what? Let me save it for the podcast. Okay. We were talking about, you know, quickly Glee yesterday on the podcast. As we always do. As we always do, talking about, you know, how New Directions really wasn't the best name Mm -hmm. for the group. And I didn't even realize, even though maybe I did, that, you know, so many former Glee cast members are toasters. And I got a message, actually a voice memo from Jenna Ushkowitz, who played Tina. And she was like, first of all, love the toast, getting me through postpartum life. And I'm like, yes, queen. And fellow PP mama. And she said, like, I was dying listening to the conversation because like, they literally called it New Directions because it sounds like nude erections. I saw that yesterday. But I also saw that like someone just said, it sounds like new direction. And so I wrote back, I'm like, is that like a purposeful thing? Or are you fucking with me? Or it's just like a happened. She was like, no, no, like that's literally why. But then I also saw a comment that someone said that the creators, like his hometown Glee Club was, was called, called New, new directions. directions. I saw that too, but I'm going to choose to believe Jenna Ushkowitz. A hundred percent. I'm going to choose to believe eyewitnesses. Right, right. Not, Not the comments. Bill. Not comments. <laughs> I trusted, if I trusted every comment I read, I would be big yikes all the time. (laughs) The only thing worse than yikes is is, big yikes. Big yikes. With the emoji. Claudia texted me yesterday morning, just big yikes. Because that's like the evolution of people starting to use yikes as like a condescending term on the internet has evolved into big yikes being like the worst version of it. And can I just say, ever since we kind of like spoken about the stigma of yikes, like people have been messaging it to me like as a joke, obviously, and it doesn't like scare me any less like (laughs) seeing yikes in my message even if it's a hundred percent like obviously referencing a joke and this person is like a true toaster I still get a pit I'm like oh my god I'm literally being canceled yeah no their comments on um the picture of you dead there was a really funny comment appropriating the dead yikes Yikes. and at first I was like and then I laughed yeah but Honestly, like part of me wishes we never brought it up. No, I think we're taking the scariness out of the words. We're taking the power out of the words and we're We're taking our power back. We are taking our power back. And maybe by talking about how jokey all of these big bad words have become, like we can eventually give them their power back and not abuse them. 100%. 100%. That's what we're trying to do here. Just no small feat. Just trying to change the world. Just trying to like r- give the power back to language. And change how people speak. You know, I, like, I'm actually really triggered by, like, the word language. I love it. I'm obsessed with languages and the idea of languages and obviously the Tower of Babel. Mm -hmm. Oh, Babel's today's sponsor. Should I do it now? Yeah, you have to. This conversation about languages right now is brought to you by Babel. And also, I have a really interesting story to share about languages, which is why I brought it up. Okay. 
Today's conversation about languages, coincidentally, is brought to you by Babbel. For all your summer travels, whether you're going abroad or staying domestic and you want to immerse yourself in the culture, now is the perfect time to start Babbel. Babbel is the language learning app that sold more than 10 million subscriptions, and thanks to Babbel's addictively fun and easy bite-sized language lessons, there's still time to learn a new language before you reach your destination. So I took Babbel in Italian um, before I went to Italy, Rome, for um, my friend's wedding, and it's so helpful, first of all, because you can get so lost if you're in a country where you don't even speak like the basic language. It's also just like you're putting yourself in a vulnerable position. Like someone mm-hmm. will see you and be like, you know, she don't know what's up. Yeah. You know? Or if there's an emergency, like how do you say Right. Hospital. Words? Right. So with Babbel, you only need 10 minutes to complete a lesson. So you can start having real life conversations in a new language in as little as three weeks. Other language learning apps use AI for their lesson plans, but Babbel lessons were created by over 150 language experts. So what you're saying is other language learning apps could never. No. What I'm saying is this is not like other language learning apps. That's what I'm saying. With Babbel, you can choose from 14 different languages, including Spanish, French, Italian, and German. Um, And you can start your new language learning journey today with Babbel. There are so many ways to learn. In addition to lessons, you get podcasts, games, videos, stories, even live classes. And it comes with a 20-day money-back guarantee. So right now, you can save up to 60% off your subscription when you go to Babbel, B-A-B-B-E-L, dot com slash T-M-T, as in the morning toast. That's Babbel.com slash T-M-T for up to 60% off your subscription. Babbel, language for life. Now, what I was going to say as to why I'm triggered by the word language, because um, when I was a freshman at NYU, you have to take like a certain amount of class uh, credits in certain schools, like arts and sciences, like for like the basic ones. So you just choose random classes that you think are going to be easy that don't pertain to your major. And Olivia was a senior at NYU, and she also had to um, do like an arts and science. So we decided to take one together. And the class we could not have chosen a worse class. It was called linguistics, linguistics, colon, languages of the world. So I thought it was just going to be like, you know, what do they speak in Brazil? Brazilian, you know? I'm kidding. I know it's Portuguese. (laughs) Um, So we thought it was going to be so easy. We literally, I I can't even tell you what it was about. I had no idea what was going on. Literally, the class wasn't even taught in English. Like we were writing in hieroglyphics. Like I was so confused and I failed. It's like the only class I've ever failed and I didn't get the credits. And I think Olivia, not to like blow up her spot, got like a C, which I was glad to take the F because like if she... She was graduating. She wouldn't have gotten the credits if she got an F. So like, I took it for her. Yeah. And there was another girl in our class who had like a job lined up at Morgan Stanley. She was like a big um, Stern School of Business girly. And literally she failed and like couldn't graduate. It was the hardest class. So honestly, like every time we do a read for Babel, I'm triggered because I'm just reminded of like the languages of the world that I don't know. And every time we do a read for Babel, I am joyous. Joyous because it reminds me of the Tower of Babel, that biblical story. And I just think there are so many metaphorical applications for the Tower of Babel in everyday life. That's so funny. You know what biblical story I find, like myself applying to everyday life? Mm. Samson and Delilah. And like the hair. Oh my God. I mean, how many influencers go for a bob and cut off their power? Right. But more, more often than not, you go for a bob and it like transform you into into a sophisticated woman. Women. Oh my God, I'm one of those people. Oh my God. I'm one of That's those one of your biggest pet peeves when people is, miss. It's not because I confused women and women. It's because I can't fucking speak yeah. because I'm like on no sleep. Mama. I have a clogged duck and I'm oh, unwell. You do? Yeah, like I had, I was getting a clogged duck once a week and then I went like a month without one and it just came oh, back I'm today. I'm sorry. I know, like after a long week. I'm going to massage it. No, after a long week, I was looking forward to, you know, a nice, relaxing Friday Friday. Mm-hmm. But the clogged duck. Anyways, that's why I said women. Okay. It's okay. You're literally f- entitled, mama. Like, soon I'm going to be telling you when I'm on my period. Oh, my God. That's totally. how contradictory I've become. Now I've gotten to a place where every time I see an influencer posting about their period, like, I will send it in our oh, Steen's chat. I need to know. Yeah. I need to know. Anyways. Um, Babel, Samson, Delilah. Yeah. Most influencers, when you go for, or just people in general, I think going for a bob is, like, a way to take you, like, just to a new sophisticated, new level, Agreed. new place in your life. But sometimes people cut off their power, a la Samson. A la Samson. <laughs> Big yikes. Big yikes, Samson. Eek. Um, <laughs> so that's like a biblical story that I find like really um, like applies to everyday life. Like, And it's not only always about hair, but like everyone has a thing like uh-huh. Samson had that makes uh-huh. them who they are. Yeah. And then a, a person, a Delilah will come in and take it from them. Yeah. I always forget about the Delilah in that story. She literally cut his hair. I thought it was like, yeah, no, when you think about it, yeah. I just think about Samson and his hair. She's like a Jezebel. Big time. And you know what they say about Jezebel? Jezebel don't even stand a chance. We're literally such Bible girls. Bible girls. And that's the cool thing about that album. It's extremely biblical. And like, what um, album? Kanye. Oh, sorry. I forgot we were talking about music. Um, 
like when he thought the book of Job was a job, and <laughs> but now he can appreciate the story of Job. I thought you were going to say, which is what I'm going to say. And that's the cool thing about like the Bible is that while we are Jewish, like all of our Christian and Catholic toasters, like know the story. Cause like part of it is the same book. Yeah. So we're just like bringing people together through religion. Mm-hmm. That's us. Um, so we've got a great show. Five stories. We do. Before we get into them, though, we need to talk about something like really major that's happening on your couch. What? The pearls. Yeah, I'm wearing pearls. Claudia is wearing a string of pearls to coordinate with the pearl buttons on her cardigan. Who is she? She's a suburban mama. Oh my God, I did not realize. She's going to lunch with the ladies. At the club. At the club. And then they're going to do like a little book club and have a, a glass of Chardonnay. Chardonnay. A crisp glass. I didn't realize you were like so taken with my outfit. Well, every day you've shown up to my house, like right as I'm finishing my makeup before I get dressed and like you're coming in these looks and I'm like ready to put on merch every day. I'm like, fuck, I have to get dressed. Well, let me say, I have officially plowed my way through Olivia Ashray's closet. Whose like sweater is that? Mine. This gorgeous. is everything I'm wearing today is mine. I've like tried on everything that I like and would fit me and I feel like I'm pretty much at the end of my rope now. So I have to go to, into my own closet and I absolutely have to go to the mall this weekend like to get some say, clothing. Let's go shopping. Um... And this That'll is a sweater. I was telling Olivia, like, I've never... Until I try stuff on. Same. I've never ordered from Princess Polly before. Have you? No, but the Snatchler is getting me close. To- so Remy Bader got me close because, like, there was cute clothing that looked like it would fit me. So I ordered, and I've loved everything I purchased from there. And they their sizes run big. And I, there's just something about something running big that makes me feel so, like, teeny tiny, you know? And I was telling Olivia, I'm like, you should order. It's, like, reasonably priced and... It's great. So I really enjoy it. And so I got this sweater from there and I like, I'm not sure when the right time to wear it was. And I happened to have packed my pearl necklace, not the one Ben gave to me, <laughs> the one I bought myself. Um, and I've been watching too much Drag Race. Oh my God, Drag Race finale tonight. I know. No, the winner was announced. Wait. Wait. The winner was announced and I know who it is. Don't say it. Okay. Wait, how did I literally skip a spoiler? I saw it um, when I was looking for stories this morning. It said the winner was announced and I actually clicked it to see if I won. But don't tell me if you did. The most annoying thing is like, it's Paramount Plus. So I think the episodes come out Friday. I'm so used to it being on cable every Friday night, but I think they drop it like midnight on Thursday. I hate, this is what I hate about the streamers like Kardashians. There's no catch up. Like people need a minute. If it's on at 9 p.m., like people can watch it and then go to bed. But if it comes at midnight, we're not teenagers who are staying up like till one in the morning to watch something. Mm-hmm. Oh my God, fuck, I'm so annoyed. I really hope Jinx Monsoon won. I'm not looking at your face. Um, but I forget the point I was trying to make before. But thank you. I like my sweater too. And I like your Fanny, Fanny Skims jacket. Thank you. I just really realized that it's reversible. So now I'm wearing it like the other way. I've only uh-huh. worn it the other way. And I'm also wearing Skims slippers. So I'm just like, I will say I have worn like that material windbreaker on the podcast and it's really not a podcast friendly material if you talk with your hands a lot. Okay. Well, since Bruno is on my lap and my hands are really cold, it's okay, Bruno. You're doing so good and mommy loves you so much. Bruna, 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 Bruna. Let me be your Bruna. I wish there was a Thuma ad today, but there's not. Damn. There's going to be a Thuma ad in my house every single day soon because Snitch's bed is coming. Oh, good. What were you going to say? I forget. About your jacket. It's reversible. You were like, well, Bruna, because we were talking about how the material's not good for podcasting. Oh, well, since, no, no, Bruno, since he's on top of me, like, maybe I won't move so much. Right, he's holding you down metaphorically and emotionally and physically. Just like the Tower of Babel keeps you humble. And just like Delilah. Also keeps you humble, unfortunately. Yeah, unfortunately. In, an, in an unfortunate way. Um, so that's really all the catching up I have to do. What about you? I think that's it. Oh, I've been reading the book for the Redheads, A Flicker in the Dark. I'm like 66% of the way through. Well, and I like it, it. So good. Well, I like it. If you can stomach it, because it's extremely spooky. Oh, you know, I Like can't. about missing girls. But it's so good and twisty. And I think I know what the is twist. the roundup. I think I know, like, it's a whodunit. I think I do know. But I don't know. This The writing is so good. It's like, it's so on point. It might I be can't. one of the best. Eh, we've read so many good Redheads books, but it's definitely the best thriller we've read at the Redheads. I can't. Let me tell you why. I just had an experience that I meant, meant to mention on the podcast. I was reading one of my like really cute rom-coms when I told you about the two girls who marry movie stars. And in one of the books, like the movie star's ex-husband, ex-wife has like a crazy stalker and the stalker breaks into the house. And it wasn't like a particularly thrilling or like amazingly written book. But this particular scene where like the man breaks into the house was so real. I was quaking, even though it was like a very light book. That night... 
I heard something in my sleep and I flipped over and screamed. And I was like, Ben, did you hear that? I literally was having like night terrors because of this one scene in this romantic comedy. And it wasn't meant to be that scary. So I definitely can't read that book. I'm not good with stuff like that. Yeah, no, last night I had multiple anxiety inducing dreams. I wouldn't call them nightmares because they weren't like so crazy, but extreme. Like I woke up like, oh my God, pitta patta, pitta patta. One of them involved Theo. I, I've already it, heard about the dream and it's very upsetting and I, I wish to not repeat it. It was bad. Theo, we're just glad to see Theo here today is all I can say. He's literally been such a good boy. Really enjoying the Florida life. I'm so happy to hear that. I finished a whole book in one day yesterday while finishing Hotel Nantucket. I was reading so fast yesterday. I read um, Taylor Jenkins' read, One True Loves. Okay. Really good. Everyone was like, you're going to love it. And I really did. I think I gave it five stars. And I've been really stingy about my five stars this year. I think I've only given like two. Yeah, I haven't given very many. And I've only read Taylor Jenkins' reads, like historical fiction, you know, fake uh famous people books. Yeah, Evelyn Hugo. Yeah, uh, Daisy Jones, you know, someone, Malibu Rising. But And I started one of hers that's like about regular people mm-hmm. and I couldn't even finish it. I really didn't like it. One True Loves is like really cute, but it's also like, it poses such an interesting, I could tell you the plot because tell me. it's it happens right in the beginning. So main character gets married, love of her life, yada, yada. Um, and he literally goes missing in a helicopter crash and dies. So she goes through the grief. She meets someone new. And like right before she's supposed to get married to that someone new, he turns up Mm -hmm. like he was never dead. So then she's like choosing between the two of them. And it's just like, it's, it's interesting. And everyone lands on a different side. Like she chose right. She chose wrong. I happen to agree with where she chose. Did Um, she make a choice? Is it one of them? It's not like I'm choosing me. No. And the whole book, you know, she's going to choose someone. No, she doesn't choose me. I would never enjoy it. I would never (laughs) give a book five stars where someone chooses me. That's such a cop out. (laughs) Yeah. No, you choose. That's what I'm saying about choices. I know. I understand now what I was trying to say. Make a fucking choice. Yeah. Agreed. She makes a choice. And she doesn't make you wait terribly long. I love it. And you know what? It's like, that's the thing about choices. This is what I was trying to say. Like, even if she chose the other person that you she didn't did necessarily something. agree with, like, she made her choice. Yeah. And it's okay. You should read it. It was really good. And short, my favorite. Oh, okay. I have so many books on my TBR, which is a good place to be because there was a time when I there was nothing left for me to read. I felt like I read every book we've in the all, world. We've been there. So I, I'm happy to be in this place. If you want to become a redhead, it's really the perfect time because this book is not just like, I think all the girls are really going to love it. And now we're at three for three on like an amazing book streak. And the book that Margot is choosing for next month, you've already read. I think this is what she's choosing, but Snatcher gets so unpredictable. If Snatcher doesn't choose it, like I'll be so mad. It's a book that I'm obsessed with. It's like trendy right now. Yeah, right. No, it's the perfect thing for her to choose. It's a snitchy choice. Mm -hmm. The thing about Snatcher though is she doesn't want to be controlled. And And she doesn't want to be predictable. Right. And so if she knows that I want her to pick something like, she might swerve left. No, she'll go out of her way not to choose it. Just because it's her choice. And at least she's making choices, you know? That's, a, that's the thing about choices. But it is a book that I want to read and having it be a redhead's book will ensure Make that you. I do read it. So I think it's the perfect time to become a redhead, you guys. It's like back to school season. True. It's such a vibe to like pick up a great book with the redheads and then have a podcast to listen to where we make fun of it, even though we loved it. 100%. That's what we do. 100%. You know what else we do? The Fast Five Stories. The Fast Five Stories that you need to know before you wake up and take a bite out of your morning toast. Today's episode is brought to you by First Leaf. It feels like you need a degree in grapes to find great wine these days. You can shop by label, I guess, or you can try to remember what tannins are, but shouldn't it be easier? And that's why First Leaf does the hard work for you. They make it simple to discover new wines you'll love without the hit or miss. First Leaf samples over 10,000 wines a year from around the world and selects only the finest bottles. They take the time to learn what you like and what you don't, and then they send you world-class wines tailored to your taste. So I've been a First Leaf girly for a while, but I happen to be staying at First Leaf's number one customer's house this weekend this week this month I don't know um and it's been such a premium experience just knowing like whatever wine you're gonna grab like is premium it's pre-approved it's tailored to your taste and I'm not one of those like snobs who's like swishing it around I just want it to taste good and yeah. I don't want to pay a lot of money yeah. um and that's literally the concept behind first leaf also if you're not happy if you're not happy with the wine that you receive they will literally just credit you for another it's super simple it's really risk-free and if you're into wine but you don't really know like where to start try first leaf you can sign up today and get your first six bottles for 39.95 that's literally under 40 dollars plus free shipping when you go to try slash toast that's t-r-y-f-i-r-s-t-l-e-a-f dot com slash toast to get your first six bottles for $39.95 plus free shipping. Try firstleaf.com slash toast. 
Today's episode is also brought to you by ZipRecruiter. We're so excited to travel this summer, but have you ever thought about all the people that make a vacation truly great? You got the hotel concierge, the tour guide, a server, a chef, and you know that outstanding talent is crucial for a successful business. So if you're hiring, you can find talent for roles like these and more at ZipRecruiter. When you try it for free at ZipRecruiter.com toast. So ZipRecruiter uses its powerful technology to find and match the right candidates with your job. You can easily review these recommended candidates and invite your top choices to apply. Additionally, ZipRecruiter has a complete suite of tools that makes it easy to filter, review, and rate your candidates. Four out of five employers who post on ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate within the first day. It's a no wonder ZipRecruiter is a number one rated hiring site based on G2 satisfaction ratings as of January 2022. So travel to this easy to remember website, ZipRecruiter.com slash toast. That's where you can try ZipRecruiter for free. Again, that's ZipRecruiter.com slash T-O-A-S-T. ZipRecruiter, the smartest way to hire. Great. Okay, our first story uh Candace Cameron Bure and Jojo Siwa saga continues. We also have been pronouncing her name wrong. It's Candace Cameron Burr. Burr. I'll think about it. I said Burr. I just feel like I didn't get Bure out of nowhere because I would never pronounce B-U-R-E Bure. So you think I'm lying? No, I just think the Instagram comment that told you that. No, it's like 100% Candace Cameron Burr. No, but like I heard Bure somewhere. I'll try and transition, but we'll see. Maybe you heard Bure when you were like sorting through Michaela's collection of hair clips and you were like, oh, what a cute Bure. Brett. Anyways, Jojo. Bure's a hat. Mm-hmm. Brett is a clip. Mm-hmm. Sorry. It's very confusing. Jojo was stopped at the gas station um, and asked about her recent feud with Candace. Jojo said that she didn't share all of the details of the meeting after confirming the actress did call her um, after their recent feud. She said, quote, we did speak on the phone. She shared that in her Instagram video. It was at the after party that she didn't want to take a picture with me, and I was okay with that, the Dance Moms alum said. But then I turned around, and when I looked back, she was taking pictures with other kids. Siwa said that's the part that made her, quote, really, really upset, calling it one of those memories that always just stuck with her quote when you're little and somebody says something to you and you just never forget it as long as you live I think we've all had that moment and I feel like that this was that moment for me okay that is a real moment that you know it's giving me and Hillary Duff honestly oh yeah that is something else no but but it sounds you have that moment it's not necessarily with a celebrity it's just like an adult makes you feel a certain type of way and it just sticks with you and it's unfortunate that like this was that moment for her and that like She's digging her heels in now. Yeah. See, the thing is, is like, I just need to know more about, like, if someone says no to taking a picture with you, that's, they're allowed to do that. For me, why I hold a grudge with the Hillary Duff is she came over and she was so fucking rude. If I take a picture with you, will you stop staring at me? Yes. Thank you. Um, so, like, turning someone down for a photo while it's, like, embarrassing for you, they're completely entitled to do that. Okay, even if she turns around and takes pictures with other kids and fans? Like, wh- why do I have any reason to believe that Candace Cameron Bure would intentionally, like, target an 11-year-old Jojo Siwa? No, I don't think it's, like, a targeting. So, like, maybe she didn't want to take pictures, and then she got dragged into something like, oh, my cousin's daughter yeah. loves you. Like, I don't know. I- I'm not, like, into this storyline at all. Um, like, unless Jojo really explains, like, if Candace was actually rude. Sounds like she's holding a candle for something, and, like, she shouldn't have put it... She's allowed to, like, feel however she wants to feel, like, feel triggered or just happen to remember this weird moment. But to, like, talk about it online and now, like, dig in even further, I'm like, what are you doing? Yeah, also, she's at the gas station filling up her car, and she's, like, videoed by... um, Paparazzi. Paparazzi, and so it makes me feel like she called them to say this again. Right, like, how did they they know she was going to be at that gas station? Right, they're not just, like, waiting at the gas station. Jojo Siwa comes by in the middle of a feud. Right, it's not like it's outside Craig's. Right. Or LAX, where paparazzi just happened to be. But by the way, if she went to Craig's, I would say the same thing. Like, she went to Craig's to be paparazzi to talk about this some more. No, I could see a world in which she went to Craig's and then there were paparazzi, and she was like, fuck it, let me just say it. But, like, gas station is definitely giving setup. Unless there's, like, one gas station in L.A. that paparazzi hang out at and, like, celebrities. That's actually not a bad idea. Like, make it the the go-to gas station where if you're a celebrity, you pull up. I would be getting my gas there every day hoping someone would recognize me. And that's where paparazzi go. So it's, like, a mutual, unspoken, like, situation. Yeah. But, yes, I didn't even think about the fact that this is more than likely set up. So she's making it seem like Candace Cameron Bure's, like, recount on Instagram was not entirely true. Yeah, except that they're saying the same thing. I right. guess it was an after party, not a red carpet. And I guess at a party, she would have more bandwidth to take a picture versus on a red carpet where she really is working. I don't know. It's just like, it's while it is awkward, it's not the craziest, rudest thing for a celebrity to say no 
to taking a picture with a fan. I mean, it's not, you know. Kind. But it's not. Warm. Yeah, but it's not like outwardly rude. No. Some celebrities are weird about that. Like, like have never said yes to anyone. But the thing is, she was saying yes to right. people. But I just don't think it was like a targeted thing. I think like those things happen. Like you don't want to take pictures. Then your agent comes over and it's like, oh, well, your manager's daughter like is here for her bat mitzvah. Like, you know what I mean? Like those things just happen. Yeah. So until I hear anything really damning on Candace Cameron Bure as it pertains to Jojo Siwa, I'm not with Jojo on this one. Mm -mm. I think maybe she needs to have a cigarette and calm down. (laughs) (laughs) Or maybe she's had too many cigarettes and she's amped up. She's yeah, itching for a fight. I just want to say, like, when we used to talk about Jojo Siwa chain smoking in her bathtub, it was like such a far fetched concept. No. But the modern day Jojo Siwa is probably smoking cigs in her bathtub. She's like a badass. She cut her hair. Yeah. She doesn't give a fuck what anyone thinks, clearly. Yeah. So I agree. I don't think it's so far fetched. We were joking. We were LARPing when we said that Jojo Siwa chain smokes, but now it's like, maybe she does. Yeah. Maybe she does. What if she just lights up a cigarette? That would be her prerogative. Yeah, I do like love the new JoJo, but I do miss the ponytail. I can't lie. Like it was so iconic. I do believe, and I think she's documented this on TikTok. She has like extreme hair scalp loss problems from wearing a ponytail so tight since she's been 11. Well, I saw a headline today that she has a bald spot from Dance Moms from the stress. Yeah, she made a TikTok about it. So uh, she was showing off her bald spot and then it was like throwback, like the reason why. And then it was like a picture of her on Dance Moms at 11 years old. Oh, so but that's the, I don't confusing. know if she was referring to the ponytail or to dance moms being the reason. I would stress. imagine it's the ponytail. It was so fucking tight and she wore it well into her teens. Yeah. I mean, it makes you think about Ari. Yes. I mean, that also makes me think of that episode of Kardashians where Kim and Courtney went to an event and Courtney wore like the craziest, highest, tightest ponytail and then literally had a bald spot in the middle of her head. But from one ponytail? That's what she said. Yeah. And she went to the doctor and got like shots. Yeah. Wow. wonder how that's doing. Bald spots are tough because once you get like, get, start treating them, like it literally takes a year for your hair, like to even know if it's working. Yeah. Have you ever had a bald spot? Not like, not like that. I haven't. No. Just like I've had, I have spots where it's like thinning, but not bald. No, no, no. Are you ready for our next story? Mm -hmm. Nicki Minaj is coming out with a documentary. The first trailer for her six part documentary series called Nikki is coming soon and she's giving fans a first look on Thursday. She released the first trailer for her highly anticipated project titled Nikki sharing the two minute clip on Twitter. She wrote coming soon the hashtag Nikki documentary you didn't know you needed. I love you so much. The thing with Nikki Minaj is her personal life is actually extremely Well, I just want to say based on the trailer and the quotes it's about her rise like it's about becoming a famous female rapper like okay. you know failing the the support that she did or didn't like get. it's not current no it's not based on what she just dropped honestly I don't really feel like a documentary is a good move for Nicki Minaj because at present like her personal life is so twisted like the man she I believe is married to is a sex offender her brother is I think in jail for murder so and she doesn't speak on it because honestly, like it's not her who's done those things. But when you open yourself up to a documentary, you really, um, like there are things people expect you to talk about. It's like a book. Like you can't for rape. Oh, sorry. Sorry. I misspoke. Raping an 11 year old, her brother, her brother. And then her husband is a registered sex offender. And I, I think he might've done some prison time as well. So these are things people like know about Nicki Minaj and she never addresses them, but you can't make a documentary and like not, address the thing you know yeah that would be like Britney writing a book and not talking about her conservatorship it's the thing like everyone is that's on the top of everyone's mind when you open your your personal life up to a documentary yeah well it's six parts so perhaps you know the early parts are the early years and the later parts are what's current and maybe this is her speaking on it maybe we'll see but she, she has to I her think. husband has been sentenced to one year of house arrest because he failed to register as a sex offender um due to an attempted rape conviction from 1995 right so, um, yeah, like I think as long as she wasn't opening herself up and like doing a podcast or writing books or documentaries, she could get away with not speaking on all this. But now it's like, oh, you're opening yourself up like you were curious. What's going on? How do yeah. you feel about all this? Question mark. Mm-hmm. Did they say it's like a streaming? Is it a YouTube? What is it? Or is it like DVD? It doesn't say. Got it. It's just coming out sooner than you think. And 
still like no specific date, but that there is a six part doc. It's, it feels like one of those things that she's been like filming herself for a very long time. Yeah. Well, I love a celebrity documentary, but I like more current things. Like when people make a documentary, like how I still haven't watched JLo, but like it's about halftime or that was Lady Gaga too. Um, I don't really love, like this sounds like more like an E True Hollywood story. Yeah. Like the, the rise. rise. Like if I'm going to watch it, it's going to be for someone I'm like head over heels obsessed with. Like I would watch that about like Taylor Swift or I don't like, I would watch a Nikki documentary if it was like, what's going on now? Her getting ready for her tour or something, you know? Yeah, I feel that. But remember when they brought back Eat Your Hollywood Story and then like never brought it back? Yeah, because it's like so Eat weird. Your Hollywood Story concepts, you know, like boy bands. Yeah. You know? Yeah, it wasn't particular people. It was categories. Yeah, it stunk. E is so weird to me, like as a network. I'll never get over it. Like, first of all, I think one of the biggest mistakes they ever made was canceling Lady Gang. I think if they, if they gave them like a little bit more time, it would have been huge. Two, um, E! News, question mark, Eat Your Hollywood Story, question mark. I don't know what they're trying to do as a network. I feel like for so long they were trying to be like the pop culture network. They just like squandered every good thing they had. Yeah. I don't know what's going on there. Mm. And then the Kardashians left and it's just been the literally like the last remaining quality brand on A is Daily Pop. Yeah. The Pops. The Pops and Nightly Pop. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Pop. <laughs> Are you ready for our next story? Why'd you giggle like that? Because you said that. Oh, oh, I thought and that's like, there. I thought the story was funny. It's cute. Okay. It's cute. A California fruit stand employee found a lost wallet and it turned out to be William Shatner's. Stop. While picking up some cherries at a local fruit stand, William Shatner got separated from his phone. That's Luckily, so William. For the star, the owner made getting it back to him a top priority. So the owner of the fruit stand went, was on break when William came through. And when he came back, he found his belongings in one of the bins. And when he opened it up, he was surprised to see it was William Shatner. The face of Priceline. Yes, so they spoke to um, some local law enforcement on getting it back to him. They wound up FedExing it, and William got it back. He tweeted, I would like to thank Gary and Natalie of B&T Farms for their extreme honesty in returning my lost wallet. They are obviously good citizens. I would also like to thank Officer Mark Tarasco and Sergeant Ballard from the Gilroy PD. Um, my best, Bill. Bill? That's in the tweet, yeah. He calls himself Bill? Mm-hmm. Um, I know he wouldn't put it in the tweet, but like, he like give them a reward, right? Like I, you're a major celebrity. Like yeah, that's just he, what and, you and do. Like he seems like a normal, humble human being who wouldn't put that on a tweet. Yes, but you gave them like a bunch of cash, right? Like they literally gave you back your entire life. Yeah, I would hope so. Like I've never, I have lost wallets. It's never been returned to me. And if anybody ever actually returned it to me, I would literally kiss them on the mouth and give them all the cash I had in my house. Like yeah, you have like you have to. Tom Segura has a really funny you and this book. I need to read it. You need to read it. He has a really funny story in his um, book about finding a wallet one time in a cab and like, you know, fantasizing about when he found the person and they would become like lifelong friends and it would be this thing that bonded them forever. And he could not find the, the person. person like ever, never, whatever. And a few years go by and he's like at a restaurant and the waiter comes over and he's like, he looks familiar. And it's the guy. I think his name is Justin. That's and crazy. Tom is like freaking out. And Justin is just like so uh, about, about the whole it, yeah. thing. And is so not like into it. And it was like such a letdown for Tom. Okay, I actually have a similar story. I was in a yellow cab once. And if you lose something in a yellow cab in the city, like you're done. It's never coming back. Uber, you can track it down. And I have a bunch of times. And somebody left their cell phone in the back seat. I'm like, I can hand it to the driver or like just find out who it is and like call them and meet. you can come meet me. So it's this Android and I take it home I didn't tell the driver I'm like let me just do a good deed and I cannot open the phone first of all I don't know how to use androids it's locked with a password there's literally nothing I can do with this phone and like it just ended up sitting in my house for like years I think it's still there oh my well that's weird because usually you can't open someone's phone but you wait for them to call the phone to see yeah. where it is and then you pick up and say hey John I, I tried I hard your phone for like a few days nothing came in nothing came out then it died I was like I don't have a charger like <laughs> It was just a good deed gone wrong. Yeah. And that's on trying to, like, I was trying to put good karma out because I'm always losing shit. I'm like, oh, maybe the next time I lose my wallet, somebody will return it to me instead of stealing my credit cards. And of course, there's always the possibility of a meet cute. That's not what I was hoping for. Unless it was like, you know, a really famous talent agent with an Android. Yeah. No, with an Android. But I think in general, like, people say you found the wallet. It would be a perfect book. You found yeah. the wallet of a handsome man. You got, You go to return it. Yeah. And you fall in love. What a great story. That's the premise of an episode of Friends. They find this like young guy's um, 
cell phone and they like fight over who gets to return it. Um, and they're talking to the young guy on the phone. Yeah, there's something exciting about like finding someone's belongings and being the one to return it. And then the guy and shows t- up and Tom he's like, was so excited about Justin. Yeah. And Justin gave him nothing. The he's guy. Like, Thanks, bro. Shows up to return it and he's 85. It turns out the young guy was his assistant and he's like disgusting looking. But yeah. Yeah. That is a crazy story. And how good is Tom Segura's memory? Like remembering someone's ID. Oh, he was obsessed with it. Yeah, yeah, Like, yeah. he spent so much time looking Sounds like a made-up story. No, no, no. Tom wouldn't lie. Fiction. Tom wouldn't lie. Fiction. Honestly, like, that's a little too convenient. And there are crazy things that happen, but, like, that's a little crazy. I think he says that in his book that, like, he has some really crazy stories that are, like, not to be believed, but they really happen to him. Okay, good, because I'm not believing them. I think you should just read the book. Liar. Are you ready for our next story? What number is it? Four. Oh, no, I'm not. Mm-hmm. Our fourth story is brought to you by Favor, formerly known as the Pill Club. If you're thinking of switching birth controls or maybe trying it for the first time, but you don't know where to start, Favor provides personalized access to care from the comfort of your home and delivery to your door. It comes in discreet packaging on time, every time. So the service that you know and love is the Pill Club has rebranded. We love a rebrand and they're called Favor now. Favor provides digital care prescriptions and products for your well-being. They combine medical and pharmacy experience with an advanced telehealth platform and their licensed medical team puts your health first with access to affordable birth control, skin care, menstrual care, sexual wellness products, and more. With over 4,000 five-star reviews, Favor carries over 120 FDA-approved brands and ships to all 50 states. Most brands of birth control are free with insurance or Medicaid, and otherwise prices start as low as $6.99 per pack without insurance. Favor delivers birth control to your door for free in discreet packaging along with fun self-care extras. So right now when you go to heyfavor.com slash toast, Favor is offering a $10 donation to bedsider.org for the Morning Toast listeners who become a patient. Your donation will help low-income individuals get access to birth control through bedsider.org. That's H-E-Y-F-A-V-O-R.com slash toast to get your first birth control care package and donate to help more women in need of affordable birth control. Heyfavor.com slash toast. And you have to use that link if you want the donation to go through. Great. Our next story, Real Houses of New York, Sonia Morgan puts her Upper East Side townhouse back on the market for $8.75 million. She's the girl who cried sale. Sonia Morgan is giving New York's daily real estate market another go. It's perfect time. <laughs> uh, the star has relisted her five-story Upper East Side townhouse for $8.75 million after attempting to sell the property for nearly a decade. So new uh, photos of the house have emerged. And it looks really nice in these yeah. pictures. But having seen the ins and outs on the show, this townhouse is kind of like a Forlorn. gut renovation. Requires a gut reno. Also, like the real estate photos that like legit Douglas Elliman companies use like are really edited. They add like sparkles and brighten them. Like it looks good, but like the photos are definitely glorifying it a little bit. Yeah, she did fix it up as we saw on the yes. show and she wasn't living in it, but then she had to move back during COVID because she didn't have a renter anymore. She's still not living in it, but now it is really and truly for sale. But this is just not the time. Yeah. New York City real estate is in the tank. But when it comes to, like, I actually feel bad for Sonia because I think when she got this townhouse in the divorce, it was like a huge win for her because at the end of the day, a townhouse on the Upper East Side is like a valuable piece of real estate. Mm-hmm. But she hasn't been able to really do much with it and it's so expensive to maintain even just bare minimum like making sure you know leaks and she's not that but plus the taxes on it right the maintenance so I think it's become like a real burden for her a hundred percent no she's been wanting she's been ready to part with it for a long time now and like made peace emotionally and she just can't make peace with it physically and honestly like I don't think like the notoriety of the the townhouse when it comes to Bravo and like reality television has helped the sell sale of the no because the buyer of this house like doesn't want all of that no if you're spending eight million dollars on a townhouse on the Upper East Side like you're extremely like elite and like classy and elegant and like that doesn't really you know those aren't words I would use to describe the Real Housewives of New York City yeah so I actually feel bad for her um and like I hope someone buys it it would have to be one of those things like you know like people who like in the Middle East, really rich people who just like buy property in New York as like investments or just like a place to put their money. They never live there. They never yep. go there. And then they'll sell it in a few years. Like I believe that's what happened with Joan Rivers apartment. Like, yeah, that's what happened at the plaza. Right. When they sold all these, um, when they turned it into condos and residences, majority of the people don't live there right. whatsoever. It's just a place for them to put their money to park some money. Right. So hopefully we can get like a rich, Sultan or something for Sonia. And then maybe maybe they can start dating. Yeah. (laughs) 
That's a really good point. Yeah, that's exactly what she needs because it's really not livable. It has to be completely gutted. It's super dated. And if you're spending $8 million, you want something fresh. Yeah, you want to live in the lap of luxury. Right. So it's a gut reno and those types of investors who just like buy properties don't ever live there. And so they don't really care what it looks like. Sonia and the Sultan. I would watch that spinoff. 100%. 100%. Oh, also speaking of Bravo, and we haven't been able to speak about this because the show got canceled and I guess nobody cares anymore, but Mike Shuhead from Shaws of Sunset was arrested on 14 counts of domestic violence. Oh my God. I know. And I'm like really upset. Jesus. I mean, it's not like that like shocking. If you watch a show, he's like really toxic with women and definitely has like anger issues. So it's like one plus one equals two. Um, but it would have been nice to have for, been filming. It would have been nice for one plus one to equal sock in this right, situation. Right. I just like really, there's not a day goes by that I don't feel at least once a day. Like this is something Shaws of Sunset like could have covered because it could have solved, could have addressed, you know? Mm-hmm. It's such a good show. I'm sorry. And your cans look sick. Maybe when we have Toast Studios, you could reboot it. Yeah, that and the Aust- New Zealand girls and their farm. Yeah, and Society Season 2 mm-hmm. would be on Toast Studios. GCB. Mm. Nashville. Filthy Rich. Remember that show? Remind me. Kim Cattrall. She plays like the head of the Of course. Church. Who could forget? Except that the last few episodes like ruined the show. Filthy Rich, the FX show starring Kim Cattrall as the leader of a mega church, was amazing but it's only I think issue was that it really came at the same time as Righteous Gemstones which is the HBO bigger budget better you know cast version of it and people love Righteous Gemstones with John Goodman I should watch that yeah I started it me and Ben started we liked it but we just like never continued it it just wasn't Filthy Rich and it never will be no and Filthy Rich was so good Are you ready for our fifth and final story? I really and truly am. Some good and bad news to wrap up a saga from this week, which is everyone hating Instagram. Instagram has nixed some TikTok-like features, but it's still going hard on Reels's. Reels. The TikTokification of Instagram took a step back as the meta-owned social app said Thursday it will discontinue a beta test of a full-screen version of the feed and also promised to reduce the number of recommended videos, photos, and accounts that people see in Instagram. I hope that means that Jackie Ashray will no longer be seeing accounts that exclusively have 47 likes. Jessica's family reunion. <laughs> but make no mistake, Instagram is still putting its shoulder into video, continuing to aggressively develop and promote Reels, the TikTok-style video feature that lets users record and share videos of up to 90 seconds. Okay, so like at least they back down a little bit, but they're just so like stubborn and like hell bent on competing with TikTok that like they're literally like losing the respect of everyone. Yeah. It's like, it's really turning, it's, that's what they did with Facebook. Everyone couldn't live and breathe without Facebook. They made so many changes, kept like. They tried to be everything to everyone, but it's like we can have multiple apps. I have like dozens of apps Mm -hmm. on my phone that I use for different things. Mm -hmm. I'm not looking for one app to do it. That's my phone. Mm -hmm. My phone does it all. Yeah. That's so true. No, they're like totalitarianists. Like they have to be everything for everyone at all times. Like why can't we be with what you have? Why can't we post our sickening pictures on Instagram and our sickening videos on TikTok? I don't know. It's so annoying. And like, they get away with it. Like they copy every, every app that's become popular on in the world in terms of social media, like Instagram copies it. They copied stories. They copy everything. And they get away with it. And like Instagram still remains like the center of the social media universe. And it's just fucking annoying. Like, no, but I feel like get away with this too. This time they've been kind of stopped in their tracks. Yeah, they're going to focus on reels, but it's really not happening the way that they're not taking down TikTok. And I don't think that they will anytime soon. You can't. Like you literally can't. But I also think people's behavior is different. Like you go to Instagram to see your friends and like specific people that you Socialize. follow. But on TikTok, you're really watching strangers. Mm-hmm. And it's just different. And that's fine. It's fine. It's fine. It's literally fine. (sighs) They're just so annoying. And the nature in which they like, like, that's the thing. I think the most successful social media apps, um, like really listen to what their users want. Like, Mm -hmm. you know, people on TikTok, like are always begging for like different features. And over time, like TikTok gives it to us. Like they listen. People wanted longer videos. They wanted more effects. Every time like um, a trend happens where people have to do a certain thing with their camera, TikTok will create an effect that does it for you. Like to help engage people and make it easier for them. Like if you're older and you don't know how to do the like, eh, eh, they'll make a filter for you. So that's part of the reason people love TikTok. As a user, you feel heard. Yeah. Instagram is like, oh, what did you want? Okay, we'll give you the opposite. Oh, you wanted a uh, 10 minute video? Sorry, we'll give you one minute video. Like you're always just doing the opposite yeah. of what people want and ignoring them. And it's so fucking annoying. Like remember how long it took them to get filters that didn't make everyone look like rats? Yeah. People used to 
film on Snapchat with like the dog ears and like the smoothing filters, save it and then upload it to Instagram. Like get with the program. Yeah. Get with the motherfucking program, bitch. Now. You know who listens? The Strice Brothers. And they've been so good today for Stry Day. And those were the fast five stories. And you definitely needed to know every single one of them. Yeah, but if you're feeling RDH that the content for this week is ending, there's so much more where so this came much. from. First of all, Patreon. There's a new episode up for patrons who are already, you know, caught up. New episode, Us at Publix. But if you're not a patron yet and you join today, like you have over 200 episodes waiting for you. And there are some gems i mean we literally had two gems this week we dropped a couple days ago a vlog in this exact room getting our studio together all hands on deck zach was here zach was here ben was here jackie was here strice was here i was here bryce was here and we did like a documentary style very you know the office inspired video of putting together the studio and it's literally one of the funniest things you'll ever see in your life if we do say so ourselves. So check it out. And then when you're done with all of those 200 episodes, head over to Spotify where our show Breaking Bread, new episode just dropped. It's hysterical. It's really just become, yes, we talk about pop culture, but it's just become a place where like, it's a FaceTime for us where other people can weigh in. No, and it's just become literally like the moronic language we've created here at the Morning Toast and like the people who understand the language speaking that language. Yeah. You know? Yeah. It's an inner circle thing. Yeah. But you all would understand because you're part of the inner circle. So there's Patreon, there's Breaking Bread, and then we're going to be back next week with more shows. So we hope this has been a great first week. We want to thank everyone for being patient. Might I add, like, now that we have our new sickening buccal chairs, the outpouring of love for the couch, like, wait, I liked the couch. Really? Where were you when everyone was dragging us to filth? No, nobody wants to stand up for what's right when the time matters. Now it's all in the it's past. Easy. Everyone wants to say they were on the right side. Right. You know, we loved the couch, but please, we heard the crickets. I don't want to hear that you loved the couch, honestly. Like, I, I don't want to fucking hear it. I'm triggered. And you're weaponizing my couch against me. And so I'm going to gaslight you in return. Um, <laughs> but thanks for being patient. Monday, Tuesday was tough with the audio video. We got to a great place. I feel really good about it. And we're going to keep evolving, keep being queens. And thank you to everyone who has been on this journey with us. Honestly, reading the comments on everything we post on Instagram this week has been one of the highlights of my life. People are so fucking funny. Like me and Jackie keep screenshotting people's comments and sending them to each other because you guys are so fucking funny. Yeah, like I like them when I find them funny, but I just need to make sure Claudia saw it too. Yeah, of course. And by the way, I've literally seen everything. Like, you don't even have to send them to me. That's so... But you still should. Yeah, I just want you to know, like, what sticks out to And, me. like, what you're enjoying. Yes. Yeah, of course. Yeah. We're girls who enjoy. <laughs> so that's our show. Oh, and one more thing. I wanted to thank everyone who made Gmail um, YouTube accounts yesterday who got their mother and brother to subscribe. We got over a thousand subscribers yesterday. And while it's good, it's not good enough. No, I really... Like, I know it could happen... No offense, like some of you are being lazy. <laughs> but yeah, you know we what? know how many people listen to the show every day. It's a lot. But no, this could happen in an instant. If everyone, We're talking to the podcasters. Um, listen, if you're listening right now to the show, I am talking to you. Yeah, you know, you know, you think I'm talking to the other person? Yeah. I'm talking to you. <laughs> Get on your Gmail. Go to YouTube.com. Go to the morning toast and just hit subscribe. It's that simple. It's you. so simple. No, no, no. Not I'm not saying to the abstract. You. And you're thinking like, I don't need to do it. There's so many other people who listen. Like, they'll do it. No, bitch. You. Yeah. Get your fucking ass up and subscribe to our YouTube channel, okay? We need to be in the three-digit club. Like, it's like embarrassing. Yeah. 90K. Oh, my God. You know what? I think after what we have brewing next week. I know. Brewing. People will feel inspired Mm -hmm. to take up the mantle for us. I don't disagree. Not in the slightest. Doesn't mean that you shouldn't do it already today. Yeah. That's not like a pass. Like, no, no, no. So thank you so much for listening to The Morning Toast, the millennial morning show where we deliver the fast five stories that you need to know every Monday through Friday on YouTube. So if you're watching this on YouTube, please feel free to subscribe. Or if you're listening as a podcast, feel, please feel free to subscribe. We're also available as a podcast anywhere podcasts can be found. So that's Spotify, iTunes, Stitcher, Public Radio, iHeartRadio, CastBox, all the places. So wherever you listen to podcasts, find us The Morning Toast. And don't forget to leave a five-star review about how beautiful, stunning, and smart we are. Hope you guys have an incredible weekend. Enjoy the weekend. Be safe. Have fun. We love you. In Crayob weekend, you guys. Nothing less. Goodbye. Goodbye.